Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of amazing individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very senior and well-known HR leader from London, United Kingdom, Shireen Daniels. Shireen, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Shireen is the founder and managing director of HR Rewired, which is a niche advisory firm which partners with companies ready to take the right steps to advance racial equity in the workplace. Uh, Shireen is the chair of the African Diaspora for Economic Inclusion Foundation. She's an advocate for anti-racism, and she's the winner of the HR Lost Influential Thinker in 2020. So Shireen, let's start talking about HR Rewire. Tell me about the work you do. So in essence, I help organisations get their proverbial together when it comes to dismantling systemic racism Mm -hmm. in their workplaces. And so we support from boards right across to partnering and supporting HR teams, running listening forums, data and insights. And it's, it's, we just want organizations to be better you know Mm -hmm. to create anti-racist equitable and kind cultures that work for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, and um, but we start with black professionals black colleagues because as we know since 2020 things have not improved as much as some of us may have thought Mm -hmm. and uh, what was the motivation to start this venture so I already had um, a the consultancy so it was already a HR consultancy and I was doing a lot of team dynamics and leadership work which is what I love to do but after the murder of George Floyd um, I stopped all of my consultancy work and basically said you know what I'm going to do one job I'm going to record a video a day and see Mm -hmm. how far I get Um, five videos became 10 became 50 became 100 so I recorded 100 videos um, every single day and then had my story featured in Forbes, became one of LinkedIn's top voices. Mm. And so as part of that journey, I just had brands all over the world reaching out and asking for help. Mm-hmm. And so when you get to kind of like fourth or the fifth request, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just re- revisit my HR consultancy, but make it specialize in this. And so mm. we've been specializing in anti-racism ever since. Amazing, amazing. So, Shireen, what are some of the racial equity or inequity challenges being faced in the world? In the world is a really good question. So, in essence, I always context this by saying people need to understand that mm. many of us live within a racialized society. And what that means is whiteness and therefore white people are placed at the very top Mm -hmm. and then depending on your ethnicity and or the color of your skin Mm -hmm. you go right down to black people being at the bottom and specifically black women being on Mm -hmm. the bottom Mm -hmm. and so what we have realized is that the way organizations are run they are optimized for Mm -hmm. consistent favorable outcomes for some and consistent unfavorable outcomes for others Mm -hmm. so things like lack of um, global majority individuals in senior leadership positions. Mm. You know, you can go to the African continent and you can have an array of black colleagues who are professional, who have the qualifications, Mm. and yet international organizations still perceive that having white leadership from Canada, from the US, from the UK, Mm. is preferential than local leadership. Well so there's this inherent superiority that is connected to um, mm. ethnicity. 
And then when you start to understand the impact of colonialism and imperialism, and you start to realize just how that has had an impact globally in very different spheres you know whether you're in India in Australia Africa Canada South America or the UK or even parts of Europe and mm. um, so it's so insidious and that's why I use the term systemic racism because the patterns are repeated globally mm. well said and you know when I was reading about you you use a proprietary methodology to support organizations on the matter of racism uh, would you be able to share with me this methodology and maybe give me an example? Yes, of course. So one of the most common questions I'm asked is, you know, we want to do something as a leadership team, as an organization, but we have no idea where to start. You know, mm -hmm. we, we're not used to talking about racism and we don't know how to talk about it. We're worried about saying or doing the wrong thing. Mm. But increasingly, we are also worried about not doing anything because now we feel like the world is locking. Mm. So the, one of the propriety models that we have is the four-factor race model. Mm -hmm. um, very simply, R-A-C-E. So, you know, nobody can ever say, like, Correct. I can forget what it's, <laughs> I can forget what it's Absolutely. called. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And so the R stands for recognize the problem. And so one of the things that is massively important mm. is organizations take the time to understand what racism is and what it isn't, because we yeah. all have a yeah. perception and we feel like it's only, you know, maybe, you know, using the N word to a black person or the, and, you know, racism is so much more than that. So if you want Correct. to really make a difference, you first have to be willing to talk about it. And secondly, you have to spend the time to understand it mm. and understand it in the context of your culture, your teams, your ecosystem. So think about your supply chain, think mm -hmm. about how you liaise with local partners and businesses but most importantly, think about the relationship that you have mm. with racism. So what's your personal views as a leader, right. as an individual? Right. So that's the R. The A stands for analyze the impact. Mm -hmm. so now you have a bit more of an understanding about what racism is and what it isn't. And you, you know, you've got to grips with language and key terms and you've thought about how you want to show up in this place. Mm. Analyze the impact is, is basically looking at data. How does systemic racism show up in your organization? Mm. So you're looking at different data points for your employees, for your customers, community members and service users. And what you're trying to get to is root cause analysis to understand why some of those problems occur. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to start and finish with racism. You've got to go deeper. Mm -hmm. So when you go deeper, you end up having problem statements, which means you are more likely to put in interventions that work. Mm -hmm. So get some data, which will tell you what's happening. And then from that data, you can get insights, which tells you why it's happened. Mm -hmm. So that's the most important thing. The third piece is C. So we've got RAC now, and that's commit to action. Very straightforward. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, now that you've, you've, you've looked at the data, you've got some insights, you've got some problem statements, you've highlighted the priorities. Now mm -hmm. is the time to commit to action. What do your teams need? What do your leaders need to be able to deliver to this? Mm -hmm. And you're always making sure that you're measuring your impact according to the people most impacted by racism not mm. making your white colleagues feel most comfortable about the subject. They're two very different things. Mm. So that commitment to action is, is really important. Mm. And then lastly, empower for change is, mm -hmm. is how do you unlock your organization's ability to have everybody be part of the solution? So it's mm. not just a leadership thing. It's not just HR. It's not just 
black colleagues or other global majority colleagues this is about how do you give everybody the tools the confidence and the support to be able to change their behaviors be supported to build positive habits mm -hmm. but also to be active allies to also know when to intervene and also just to help them you know give them a role i always say the purpose of that is everybody's got a job mm -hmm. you know different jobs for different people but everybody's got a job to dismantle racism mm -hmm. well said you know r for recognize a for analyzing impact c for commit to action and e for empower for change fantastic race <clears throat> so shireen uh, you know based on your experience in the work that you're doing what goes into evolving a culture to become more anti-racist equitable and kind firstly you've got to be comfortable with prioritizing the colleagues most impacted mm -hmm. and i know that seems like such a basic thing mm -hmm. but you'd be surprised how many organizations are feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. about prioritizing people who often aren't the majority so i'm thinking about where i am in the uk black mm -hmm. people and brown people global majority people we are not the majority correct and so their argument is how are we going to get a return on investment on spending time energy money and resources for an employee group that's actually very small and what they don't understand is that that is part of reinforcing racial hierarchy because what you're saying is because they don't look like you mm -hmm. you therefore will not put in the structures the policies all the interventions to make things more equitable just because you as the majority won't be directly benefit so you have to be comfortable with that you have to get board alignment yeah. you know you have to look at data you have to understand like how far do your hr teams and your line managers understand the issue and are they capable and do they have the skill set the tools and the knowledge to be able to lead this change or are you expecting all your black and brown colleagues to do all the heavy lifting mm. you know how does this fit with your vision your values your strategic objectives mm. you know when you're doing your disclosures to the city or to you know to your different shareholders and stakeholders what are you saying when people ask you so what are you doing mm -hmm. to address the issue um and then the last point that I would make, there's so many things, but the last point mm -hmm. I would make, and it's it's really important that people understand this, is everyone gets really excited about representation. So they feel like the way to solve racism in a corporate sense is just put one more black person, one mm. more Asian person, one more, you know, whoever mm. on the board or in management's positions. And that magically solves everything. Mm. There is no correlation between representation and the presence or lack thereof of racism. Mm. One causes the other, but if you focus on the output, it is never going to solve the root cause of why there wasn't representation in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, and I would I say this even when I talk to majority black boards when I'm in Africa and I'm like, look, we've got to talk about decolonizing, we've got to talk about understanding how does racism show up just because you know you're a majority black country or you're a majority Asian company or whatever, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you don't have an issue with systemic racism, mm -hmm. specifically as it impacts on black colleagues in the workplace. How amazing. The other thing that is now talked about a lot is, is DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and yet, when I speak to a lot of people, they say that DEI education should start in schools. Mm. Uh, at what stage should this be brought into the curriculum? I'd love to get your perspective. Um, so I, my honest view is 
where we could all make a substantial start is mm. at least to tell a more balanced and accurate reflection of history and what actually happened correct right so particularly for us in the uk understanding the role mm. of the british empire as you know the royal family and everybody else went into different countries understanding how we colonized you mm -hmm. know, so how we went to different countries and basically took the land and parceled it up like it was our own when it was never ours in the first place mm -hmm. and the impact that has had on on present day so even that you know a lot of people talk about black history you know mm -hmm. and recognizing the achievements of of black people of global majority people across the world mm -hmm. that is so powerful because so often our history is taught through the lens of whiteness you know and and i know more about henry the eighth and his 12 wives mm -hmm. than i ever did you know about my african heritage or my mm -hmm. caribbean heritage you know my parents are from the caribbean yeah so yeah. i think even just decolonizing our education system mm -hmm. and allowing students and children to see themselves and see people of their heritage reflected in that history does so much for self-esteem does so much for recognizing appreciating difference and diversity in all its forms mm. and it means that there's less work to do by the time they get into the workplace because habits have been developed Correct. stereotypes assumptions all of these prejudice all of these things have already baked in because society hasn't changed so by the mm. time you get them to the workplace you have to work harder to undo that you know so that's, yeah, that's just my little two pence mm. worth. No, no, very well said. And, you know, you're so right about what education is, especially with relation to history. There's a big debate going on in India right now on why do I need to know all the governor generals who have uh, been you know, ruling India for so many years? Why don't I know something other than that? Yes. Well said. So my next question, Shreen, to you is how do we remove biases in society and businesses? The simple question is we can't mm -hmm. so it's you know bias whether conscious or unconscious is mm -hmm. just inherent as part of us as human beings it's how we're we're wired to make decisions very quickly and, and short circuit almost the thinking process so we can do things quicker and we can mm -hmm. simplify things simplify tasks simplify information so it becomes less about us as individuals eradicating bias mm. and us recognizing that it's always going to be there so if you know it's always going to be there where do you put your time and energy mm. you put it on you ensure that there is an infrastructure there are systems there are ways you make decisions there mm -hmm. are checks and balances mm. to mitigate the impact of that bias because you know it's always going to be there mm. you know and i think one of the things that diversity equity and inclusion as a profession i don't class myself as part of that anti-racism since way over there nobody's interested in anti-racism mm -hmm. so i sit over here but one of the things that i think the industry has done a very poor job of mm. is we focus on the wrong part of the equation correct so we put all our energy because it's easier to do unconscious bias training and all of that you know all of that jazz mm. rather than actually question the culture the leadership behaviors you know, the systems, the policies, the processes, the way things are done. And mm. um, everyone glosses over that because they feel like just having people attend a workshop or a training course is enough, mm. you know. And so we fooled people into thinking that bias can be eradicated and it can't, even with the best will in the world. I have it, you have it. Um, and that's fine, providing everything around us has therefore gone through a lens of how can we de-bias um, performance decisions, pay decisions, you know, mm. who gets promoted 
all of those things. So, you know, Shireen isn't just operating from a place of bias over here or this person, mm. you know, that's normal business. That should be normal business practices. Well said, well said. And yet a question that often comes up is where does the accountability lie to make a change? Well, I have two schools of thought on this. Okay. So if you ask Shireen Daniels, the individual, so mm. me thinking about, you know, the mom of two children, um, my purpose, which is around black liberation, mm. I actually say that the accountability lies with us. I personally think as global majority people, um, all of us with melanin in our skin, mm. we've been too accepting of racism. We've been mm. too accepting mm. of the impacts of colonialism and imperialism. And we have forgot that we can empower ourselves. This is not about job titles. This is about recognizing that we have a sovereign right to exist. Mm. We have a sovereign right to basic human rights. This isn't about being anti-white or anti-whatever or anti. This is about being pro-human rights, pro our, pro our sovereign power to exist. Mm. So I think this, if we can just almost decolonize our own minds from this and worry less about how it's perceived by white people or even by those in power, you know, this mm. is not just about skin color. Mm. And we start to think about what is better for us as a collective people, mm -hmm. thinking about us being global citizens. Mm. I think, you know, every empire that fell because it wasn't right for the citizens came because the people power, mm -hmm. people came together and said, we're not accepting it anymore. Correct. And I think so, so, and that's why I always, I never point the finger and look at other people because I'm saying I'm looking at myself, mm. you know, and we should all look at ourselves and say, how are we going to be part of the solution? What do we need to do differently? Mm. Um, because we do have power. We just don't exercise it. Well said. Well said. Uh, my next question to you is on your guiding values of inform, respect and inspire. Uh, talk to me about these values. So like everyone has values, don't they? As part of, you know, how they operate as an individual, as part of how they operate as a business. Mm. But for us, bearing in mind the sensitivity of the subject matter that we specialize in, mm -hmm. the informed piece is, is to say, listen, what we are really good at is contextualizing the issue of racism, mm -hmm. of systemic racism, right? So we help you understand how it shows up, where it's come from, but more importantly, how it is a global challenge with local consequences mm -hmm. so systemic racism in brazil is slightly different to what you might or in south america is slightly different to what you might see in the us or canada mm. you know in mm. india you have you know challenges with colorism and caste systems which are also compounded as you know you Correct. know more than i do right mm -hmm. you go to australia you look at first nations indigenous aborigines you mm. look at how the commonwealth still has taken their life so all of these different things are important. And so we inform. Mm -hmm. So when businesses are expanding or operating in multinational territories all over the world, our point is ignorance is not an excuse to perpetuate harm. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. So that's where the inform piece comes okay. in. Okay. And then the respect piece is we respect the seriousness of the issue. Mm -hmm. So we are not here to give brownie points for doing the bare minimum. We are also not here to dilute it for the comfort of white leadership teams, which is, a, is this is a common problem in the UK, you know, so everyone is kind of tiptoeing around because they don't want to upset or offend. So mm. we are always tactful, but we are direct. 
we are very straight and there's no misunderstanding because the issue of racism has been going on for over four or five hundred years and the way we've been tackling it today hasn't worked Mm. you know going softly softly doesn't work so that's that and then inspire is you know i hope as as an individual and through the work we do that people look and think oh my goodness like if shireen can do this Mm. you know and she's speaking truth to power and she's doing it in her way you know Mm. i'm talking to you with a hoodie on i've got you know my hair to one side i've got glasses on you know all of these things that i don't look like the stereotypical person that has the profile that i have that has Mm. runs in my own company all of these things so I want people to look and, and feel inspired to be their authentic selves mm. without the labels, without how society has conditioned you to fit in this box, but also use your authenticity as a way to connect, as a way to bring people closer to these, some of these issues. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's the inspire piece, inspire more people because it's going to take more of us. It takes a village. Mm. You know, it's going to take a village, yeah. you know, a whole, a whole planet to yeah. go in to do this. Very work. Well. So that's what we hope. Very well said. Shreen, I've got time for two more questions. The next question is, uh, you know, about the young people who are now moving into leadership roles in the world, the millennials and the Gen Zs. And they have come into our world with a very, very fresh and amazing perspective. I'd love to get your uh, thoughts on how racism or DEI is being understood and handled by the younger people. I think um, what I would say by the younger people is, um, and I would always couch this in terms of advice that I would give them, Mm. is take the time to understand the nuances of the issue, because so often we are informed about certain things by what we see on social media Mm. um, or, or the mainstream media. And the mainstream media has, and social media has a habit of making things into very binary boxes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, racism is about purely about white people and being racist to black people. And, you know, so they ignore the impacts of colonialism. They don't understand that you can be in a majority black or brown country and there still be issues of racism. It just manifests itself very differently. Mm. So I would say, look at the shading, look at the gray of, of, of the issue. Don't just jump because, you know, anti-racism is absolutely what we should be going for Mm. but you will perpetuate more harm if you if you feel that you know without sense checking that you've got an understanding so i Mm. think that's really important for them but equally to the other point is they are super challenging and i think that's amazing and i would say keep challenging like we need that challenge you know leaders in businesses need the challenge because fundamentally they need you Mm. as young people to be able to go and deliver and go to perform and go and come up with amazing creative ideas Mm. and you've got to feel like you're working in safe cultures Mm. that take care of you and take care of you regardless of who you are where you come from who you love how you look your ethnicity Mm. so you have to be custodians of that culture and not wait for somebody else to do that so like keep challenging keep using your voice keep asking questions Mm. because it's needed very interesting. And my last question, Shireen, uh, is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. What would you say are three life lessons uh, you would like our viewers and listeners to take back after listening to our conversation? So number one is just to context this, mm-hmm. um, Ashutosh, I'm a very spiritual person. So 
I genuinely believe we are all connected. Mm -hmm. So when you start off from this understanding of, of, connectedness mm. you realize that one what harms harms one community or one individual harms us all mm -hmm. so there is an elevated sense of respons responsibility that i feel we should all have in mm. taking care of one another and taking care sure. of the environment and taking care of our planet mm. and thinking about how can we ensure that we're acting in ways that is not perpetuating harm, that mm -hmm. we're not making business decisions that are making things worse for people in a different country just mm -hmm. because we can't see them, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the, the interconnectedness of, of us all is a life lesson. Um, the second lesson is the most recent lesson I've learned, which is a lot of us get into work that what I would say pushes boundaries mm -hmm. um, and is changing the way that people see certain things and a lot of us come to this work from a place of deep crisis you know so I came into this space from a place of deep crisis and and so we don't often take the time to heal from the traumas that got us here mm -hmm. so prioritize healing prioritize taking time to look after yourself it's not mm -hmm. selfish because you cannot heal the world until you have first healed mm -hmm. yourself and I think that's a that's an important lesson and then the third thing is ask for help. Mm -hmm. I'm rubbish at it because mm. I'm like, I was just thinking it's just me trying to fix the whole world by myself. And so, mm. you know, you take on that pressure and it can lead to burnout. It can lead to you falling out of love mm. with what you love to do. And mm. um, so if people offer help, take it, you know, have, take the time and just think to yourself, even just listening to me, like if I could have somebody help me with three things, what would that be? So you're always ready. Mm. meet somebody in the lift in the supermarket on a train you know in the airport and somebody says oh my god I'm really I really like you know what you're saying how can I how can I be of service how can mm. I help you mm. always have an answer mm. I'm learning that well said well said Shireen on that note uh, thank you so much for speaking to me thank you for thank talking you to me at such length about HR Rewired and about all the work that you're doing on racial equity and uh, you know all 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 the challenges that you're faced with and how what an amazing job you seem to be doing on at least communicating the need to start thinking beyond colonization i think we face very 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 similar challenges in my country as well thank you again for speaking to me and good luck for everything that you're doing thank you so much thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.